uh, this is the guys. This is the pastoral staff here at Uniontown Bible Church. I'm going to introduce them here to you in a second, uh, but uh, I just want to, and I'll say it in front of them, um, I would say it to them even if you guys weren't listening, but these guys I appreciate because not only are they faithful stewards of what God's put them in charge of, but they're great friends. And so we have a great time together. I don't think it's going to be difficult to see that. Um, I kind of want to set the pace by making sure we stay light and fluffy a little bit through this. So I'm going to introduce the guys. So when I say your name, if you don't mind waving so everybody can find you, um, Bill Brown, would you say hello? Just give us a wave. That's Bill. Bill is the lay pastor over our counseling ministry. Uh, Bill enjoys Japanese anime and is a regular at Comic-Con. So that's where you can find Bill. He also is working on, <laughs> He's working on his tan. So um, we're going to see if we get that done for the end. <laughs> Jason. Jason Merson, the real, okay, the other Jason Merson, there we go. Jason is our, uh, our minister of defense. He's kind of over our security safety operations. He's part of our worship ministry. Uh, Jason is also a junk food enthusiast, and he runs a website called sugarislife.com. So. <laughs> All right, Mark. Mark, there we go. Mark's our executive pastor. It won't surprise you to know that Mark runs our annual fantasy football league. And he can be regularly heard cheering, go sports! So that's Mark. <laughs> uh, Jeremy. Now Jeremy and Patrick are nervous. Jeremy's our worship pastor. Uh, he is famous around the music world for his incredible dance moves, for which you will find out why later. It's pretty amazing. Um, <laughs> Patrick is our youth pastor. <laughs> Patrick brings a Regular balance of deep theology and junior high humor to our meetings, which I appreciate. Uh, he's growing his beard to donate to Locks of Love. So uh, hopefully you're not the recipient of that one. Uh, <laughs> that'd be nasty. So these are the guys. These guys really are uh, a blessing to have around. They're fun to have around. And uh, God has used them greatly in our church. So the idea of this is to kind of take some of the questions that I've been asked, that some of them have been asked, and kind of interact with them as they would answer. So I'm just going to kind of lead the conversation, get this thing started, and uh, go from there. So, Jason, I'm going to start with you, my friend. What is it through the last few weeks that you have found that you uh, you missed the most? Wow. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a there's a lot of things I think that um, that I can think of that that I really miss a lot. But I think of all the things that I miss, I think of the uh, when you know when we're all gathering together. And uh, there's that, there's just that those uh, greetings and, and the physical touch and, and the hugs that we get to have with each other and handshakes and just, just that interaction, just that, you know, that personal interaction that we have, because I think there's, there's such a special spirit at UBC um, throughout the day and uh, it, it, it's, and it's real and it's authentic and, uh, you know, it's just that, that's one of the things. And I think just in general with people, um, you know, God created us for the, those relationships. He, he created us to be together. And one of the things that I think I really miss is, um, you know, when we're out and about in, in the community and whatnot, and people have these masks on, yeah. is not being able to see their face, not be able to see their smile. I guess I never realized how much your, your facial expressions and your smile and how much we feed off of that. And I know I like to be joyful. I like to be, you know, funny with people and when I'm interacting or whatever sometimes and, and to be, to see somebody smile or, or for them to see you, I, I think, you know, that says a lot um, 
Yeah. It, it speaks loudly and, and, you know, it's like that's been silenced. And uh, I just really miss that, uh, that interaction, just that social together togetherness more than anything, I think yeah. is, uh, the intimacy of that. So that's, that's been hurting for me. Yeah. yeah. How about the rest of you guys? Anything jump at you? I miss hearing you guys sing and just singing together mm. in the room. Um, I can't wait till that happens. And we might have a face mask on, so we'll have to figure that out. Um, but I mean, I miss that. It's going to improve my singing. So, <laughs> you know, right? Muffle a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Bill, how about you, man? Is there anything in particular stand out to you that you miss the most? Yeah, so it's funny. Um, I didn't realize how much when I even meet with people, just my physical interaction with them, like the idea of like put my arm around somebody, like if they're struggling or um, like I think of just, you know, the last time we were all at church together, somebody asked me to pray for them and I came up and put my hand on them. And just the, the idea of physical touch, yeah. um, you know, obviously I'm getting it from my wife and my kids. Uh, actually my girls are saying I'm, t I'm hugging them too much lately, <laughs> but um, it's just, you know, I just, I didn't realize how much I would miss that. Uh, it's, it's been very, very interesting in that yeah. regard. So. Yeah, that's good. That's good. All right. So Bill, I'm going to kick the next question to you, my friend. Yeah. So as you're thinking through the last few weeks, COVID-19, the uh, isolation, the different things that have happened and even in your own personal life. So what is it that you would say if somebody asked you, what is it that God has taught you, not reminded you, but really taught you through this season? So I'm going to give you a, something quick first, and that kind of ties back to physical interaction with people. One, I didn't realize how much I fed off of people, yeah. um, and which has kind of led me to that idea of really probably relying on people sometimes too much more than I do God. Hmm. So that's something he's really worked in me over the eight weeks. That's more of a reminder. But the, what I've really learned is I really am the rudder for the Browns ship, hmm. meaning, um, you know, I, I know we talk about biblical leadership and how, how, we delete, how we are to lead families and so forth, but I have really realized that, like, just me, the way I wake up and how I look upon the day and stress that to my family and kind of help them get their days going with encouragement. And, and one of the things that we've been doing as a family is we, we've been going through Paul's letters. We've been doing that every other day, um, you know, and that's one piece of it. But just my attitude and how I have looked at all of this uh, from not a fearful standpoint, but really just kind of an encouragement of my family. Yeah. Um, you know, I, that, that, that line, happy wife, happy life to me has really kind of been thrown out the window because it really is on me. And Michelle's agreed. Michelle's like, oh, how you, how you look at things and direct us is way more important than how I'm doing it. So mm. that's been very, very eye-opening to me. That's good. That's really good. Any, anything else? Uh, this one I'm springing on you, but you guys got anything else? Like this is, I've really been learning this through the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll jump in real quick. <laughs> um, yeah, there, there's a lot of things that, that I think God has, has been teaching me, but I, I think the value in, in relationships, you know, I think we all get so caught up into the daily routines of life and we really, we really forget how important it is 
to care about each other and to just really enjoy the times that we have together that we can, and to be present in it, you know, not just, not, not just the, you know, you know the surface stuff, but to, just to, to be present with each other and, and to listen. And um, I, I think, you know, God is really re, re, make it, helping me to reevaluate how precious that is. And uh, I mean, that's, again, that's what we're created for. So. Hey, Jason, can I add something? Cause I think it gets sure. back to what you're saying. And that's that idea of being content. So when I'm spending time with you all, just living in the moment and being content that the Lord's blessed me with you all. Like, it, you know, yeah, I'm so with you on what you just said there. Yeah, that's really good. It's funny. Even it as a the small things, it takes the small things that we took for granted before and makes them so much larger. Like just, I had the opportunity to literally sit 10 feet apart from Bill Brown in the parking lot and eat our own lunches. But that interaction was so huge and we would have never thought twice about that prior yeah. to that. Totally yeah, it's funny, I've used the verse, uh, Proverbs 18.1 a number of times. Where it talks about the, the person who isolates themselves has broken out against all sound judgment. Mm. And, and I think I've used that thinking, okay, yeah, so you need to be in community, you need to be with people. But now experiencing it for myself, it's like, I mean, no wonder God said that. Um, it makes complete sense. Uh, really good. Mark, I'm going to throw one at you, man. So, so <laughs> this is an easy one. So <laughs> I, in the last couple of weeks, the, the hardest question that you have been asked, uh, what is the most difficult question that's come your way and what did you knit together to try to answer it? Okay. So a few things, there's been so many questions coming in. One of the ones that we keep getting all the time is when are we going to church? When are we going to church? I don't know. Now we know. So we can have that one out of the way. Right. Okay. I would say though, <clears throat> thinking it through, I think one of the hardest questions that a lot of people have been asking, I've gotten it. And to be honest with you at the beginning, I was even asking it is, are we in the end times? Um, is this the beginning of the end times? And you know, I thought through that. Um, and the reality is, I don't know. <laughs> I have no clue. I, I know this, though. I've grown up with the saying on the subject, today is one day closer to the end times. So um, I think that's part of it. I think, though, in my response, um, the question that really should be asked is more of uh, what are we doing to be prepared? I think. Um, I went to the scripture about it, and in Mark 13, um, I'm going to grab that and read that really quick. But it says, however, no one knows the day or hour when these things will happen. Not even the angels in heaven or the son himself. Only the father knows. And since you don't know when that time will come, be on guard. Mm -hmm. Stay alert. So as I was kind of going through it, I think the right question is, are we ready for his return? Um, yeah, and I think you can take that as a believer. You can take that as a non-believer. I mean, the truth of the matter is, do we know where we're going to be uh, when we die? I think if you don't know that, now is a time to examine that, to ask questions, to speak with people, um, to check that out. And then really as believers, um, it's for us, we don't know why spend all this time trying to figure out when it's going to happen, when God's saying, just be prepared, it's going to happen at some point, and maybe it'll happen to you, and maybe it won't, just be ready. Right. Um, that's Acts 1. That is Acts 1. That's that whole, 
Jesus says, I'm giving you power and authority. You need to go be my witnesses. And then he ascends into heaven and the guys are like, now what? And the angels comment, is that? Why are you asking now what? He yeah. just told you. He's going to come back. Get to work. Yeah. And, <laughs> so, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So be any prepared. Other guys, prepared. <laughs> any, any other guys get stumped or, or somebody tried to stump you in the last couple of weeks? <laughs> Yeah, me neither. Never, never get stumped. <laughs> I, I send people to Mark. That's why he got all those questions. Um, <laughs> so, um, Bill, I'm going to ask you, this is, this is a difficult one. And I think there's a couple of us, even on this call right now, who've experienced this personally. Um, and so just from your counseling standpoint in particular, how do we help the people uh, who have experienced loss, they've, they've lost a loved one in the last few weeks when everything shut down and the normal grieving process is interrupted because you're not allowed to gather. So, so how do we encourage, how do we help, how do we walk alongside those people who are grieving but really are having to grieve in isolation? Yeah, so this, this hit home to Michelle and I. Uh, Michelle, uh, I want to say three weeks ago, um, lost one of her dear friends, um, lady who lives here in Tarnytown. Her name is Pam Hunter. And, um, and Michelle looked at me and went with tears. She said, how do I grieve and how do we help the family? Because the family had immediately come out and said, look, I know they're not going to let us do a funeral right now. So I, I jotted a couple things down. I'm going to put my glasses on just so I can make sure I read them correctly. And I, so one, I think you know, I said this to Michelle and, I, and I'm trying to do this for her also is we need to be there and we need to be present. And mm -hmm. present might be a Zoom call. It might be Windows team. It might just be a phone call. It might be a letter. It might be, you know, who, who knows what that is. But yeah. I, I have found that even if we were able to meet face, face to face, just mm -hmm. being there for somebody is just a huge, huge piece. Mm -hmm. um, it shows that we care. It shows that we're um, as Dr. Kellerman used to say, in the casket with them, the idea of being with them and their suffering and so forth. Um, two, we need to be encouragers. Um, however way that is, all of our love languages are different. So we have to make sure we understand that the person that's hurting and so forth, just being there uh, to encourage them, whether it's with scripture or whether it's, you know, whatever it is that, that's going to encourage them. And, and three, and this is the, really the last one, and that's the, we need to remind them of the hope that we all believe in. Um, that hope can only be found in Christ. I have often said, going to funerals and doing a couple funerals where the people were unbelievers, I thought to myself, where is their hope? Yeah. Um, I watched a documentary today on HBO about Section 60, which is the section where they with the Iraqi and uh, Afghanistan people that have died uh, in Arlington. And I saw these people grieving because they just, you could see they just don't have that hope. Um, so we have to be, make sure with it, we're reminding people of that hope that we have and it can only be found in Jesus Christ. Yeah, no, that's good. That's good. Any of you guys want to share? So um, I know Patrick, you guys experienced loss in your family. Um, Stephanie lost her grandmom through this. Just a, a number of things. Anything that just kind of stands out to you guys? Other things that you, Patrick, even for you, anything stand out to you that was really more encouraging in those moments or, or something that helped as you and Michelle worked through that? Oh, well, I mean, I think the first thing Bill said to be 
with them and to be present. Um, so Michelle's sister's husband passed away in a car accident uh, about um, March 27th. So however long ago that was. Um, but for us, um, you know, we live in Maryland and we just felt like we needed to be there, uh, not even necessarily for our sake, but for uh, the family and be with Heather. So we jumped in the car last week and drove to Colorado. Um, despite all of this craziness that's going on, uh, we just really felt like we wanted to be there. We wanted to cry uh, with them and we wanted to be reminded of, um, of Luke and the fact that he knew Jesus and it showed in his, in how he lived his life, um, telling stories and, and, and laughing, um, and sitting in silence and all of those things. Um, so it was a, a very, it was a mixed emotion time being there. It was very encouraging. Um, it was sad. Um, it was hopeful. Yeah. And all of those things. So, yeah, when Bill said that, just being with them, that was what stuck out to me was there weren't enough miles that were going to keep us away. So, yeah. Yeah. And I think God honors that. I mean, he got you there and back without any tickets. So, obviously, you honored something, right? <laughs> it's true. <laughs> we praise God. So, although. I'm sure we passed some cameras, so we'll see. I'll be checking the mail. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. So as you guys are, are kind of just considering, and I'll kind of open it up to everybody. Jeremy, I'm going to ask you this last, so I'm going to let the other guys answer it first. But um, as you're thinking through the um, just things you've found encouraging over the last weeks. Now, this is going to sound heretical. We'll get to Scripture at some point. But, but right now, that's not Scripture. So maybe – um, to something different, but what, what is it that jumped out to you that just has been super encouraging to you over the last few weeks? I'll, I'll start out. Um, yeah. I, you know, I've had, I've had the privilege of uh, on most Wednesdays um, being up at the church during the time that they, they are giving out the food, the food pantry that we developed. And uh, man, I, I tell you, our people just have really stepped up to the plate and seeing, seeing all the, you know, and it's amazing because it's like when you see certain things starting to dwindle and it, it's not like anyone's telling anyone to bring certain things. It just comes. And I think uh, our people are just following, you know, the Holy spirit and where, what they should get and bring and we're serving our community. I mean, we're being the hands and feet of Christ. And I think that is super encouraging because in these times of where people are isolating themselves and, you know, they have a tendency to just want to, you know, not participate. That's not what, that's not what our church is doing. And, uh, and I think in just in general, you know, I'm just encouraged by even our country, just the people in our country who, whenever there's something that goes down, whether it's tragedy or whatever, you know, they come together. I mean, e even if it's for a short period of time and then things kind of get a little crazy, but at least initially, man, you know, that, that, the, the innate, the, our Christian roots that formed who we are and whatnot, you, you can't, you can't deny it. And it's, it's real. I'm always encouraged by yeah, It's a great picture. That, it's a great picture of that image of God that's planted in us. I mean, we yeah. are created in this image, and because of that, we see other people as image bearers. And Absolutely. we do, at least, 
innately, kind of those words that we, we see them as being worth worthy and valuable and, and worth dignity. Um, although we may live according to our sin nature that's implanted pretty deep in us oftentimes and ignore that. But I think you're right. Good. What else, guys? What else has encouraged you? So I'll, I'll do this quick. And this is a great plug for community groups. Um, <laughs> my men's group on Saturday morning that I've been leading probably for the last year and a half, two years, just being able to do Zoom calls with those guys <laughs> on Saturday mornings and them sharing scripture and sharing, you know, we're all going through the same things together. That has been just a real joy and a true, true encouragement to me, those men. So it's good. Yeah. I'll uh, piggyback on that. Um, I just think that, you know, despite getting to this point and feeling like zoom is annoying or uh, these touch points online are getting old. Uh, I say it every week with youth group, the fact that we can see each other's faces yeah. Um, and, you know, be together, um, has been encouraging to me. You know, I've thought about how nice thumbs up there, Bill. <laughs> I, I, I've thought about how, you know, during the plague and things that have happened in the past where people had to literally isolate and they don't have cell phones and ways to communicate with people. They have to attach things to pigeons feet and fly them out the window. Um, or, you know, whatever they did, but but the fact that we get to do this, you know, we've had our community group still meeting on Sunday nights. Uh, I've got youth group on uh, Wednesday nights with the teens. Um, it's just been, even honestly, we've talked with my family in North Carolina, maybe even more during this time because, you know, we've done zoom calls and we never even did that before. Right. So, uh, that's been encouraging to me. Um, and then I'll tack on one more thing that I think resource wise has been, uh, encouraging. And I don't even know if I'd categorize it as a resource, but, uh, we've been reading, um, the Chronicles of Narnia with Declan and Grady and, you know, Michelle will read that at night. And it's, it's been, it's kind of gotten us back to intentional time together, uh, as a family of four, um, just sitting there reading and then having Declan and Grady ask questions that come off of a fictional book um and you know grady will be like wait that's like god like, god does that and it's like well, yeah <laughs> um so that's just been kind of cool for our family to, yeah. to be taking part of that it's awesome awesome jeremy you're up man yeah i think a source of encouragement is probably the stimulus checks um that we received from- <laughs> oh man <laughs> tempted to make a joke no you know what's been encouragement to me it's kind of the same along the same theme as technology and zoom but has been the the praise team our worship team here at church and just the way that they have um stepped up as far as leading worship with us online um remotely so whether it's reading scripture or you know playing their instrument to their phone or worshiping god and you know singing through their phone for three minutes that's an uncomfortable thing to do um but this team stepped up and they did that with the intention to serve our church to encourage each other uh to bring some joy in the middle of all this this chaos um that's just been a huge encouragement to me no pushback everyone wants to chip in and, and help there um that's been great and then i'm going to just point out one person specifically yeah. um this guy is he's a behind the scenes guy and he's so full of humility but joan um, for our church, if you don't know him, he is kind of quiet. He plays drums for us too. 
Uh, but he's a smart guy too. Um, but anyways, this, so he, so all the videos we did where all the singers were singing for Easter and, you know, all the different faces and the, you know, different people in one video, he was kind of the brains behind the, the, uh, the tech part of that. So he came alongside me and we got the software and he spent hours and hours um, at his home pouring into that and learning how to do it and putting that together for us. Um, and again, his desire was to encourage our church and to bring glory to God. And um, so that was a huge encouragement to me. Yeah, yeah, and to the church. And the church, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, thanks, Joan, if you're listening. Yeah, man. Thank you. Thanks, Joan. Jeremy, just real quick, your stimulus check, you gave it all back to the church, right? I mean, that's what I did. Everybody did that, right? Oh, yeah, yep. There's only half of it. That's right. Just kidding. All right, so. I just think it's funny in this group that Jeremy's the one that cracked the first joke. Yeah. <laughs> a usual thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm not surprised. <laughs> I, put so, my, I put my serious sweater on so people knew I wasn't kidding around. <laughs> serious sweater. Sure. Never mind. I'll be careful. We're being recorded. <laughs> so um, let's go pastoral now. Let's go scriptural encouragement. So we're going to kind of wrap up with, so what? what is, or there's two questions I want to end with. But the, the next to last one is, so scripturally, where have you found encouragement to make it through these days? Jeremy, we'll go, we'll go back to you on that one, man. So what, what scripture is it that you've really kind of anchored into through this? Yeah, there've been a couple that I've really latched onto. And I don't know about you guys, but I've definitely had some moments over the past few weeks um, of anxiety. And actually, I'm, an, I'm kind of an anxious person anyways. I've struggled with that before this pandemic. So when this thing hit, I was like, wow. Um, <laughs> but the, the past few nights, you know, or, or over the past few weeks, there's been a couple of nights where I've woken up in the middle of the night, just not being able to fall back asleep. And then my mind starts kind of going and thinking, man, like, you know, when is this nightmare going to end? And there's other stuff going on that I'll think and the, the thoughts will go into other thoughts. Mm-hmm. And I'll go down the path of what if, which is obviously dangerous. So I've been trying to combat those, those thoughts lately by reading the Psalms, um, which are obviously full of encouragement uh, from God. But I feel like in God's grace, um, one early morning, he led me to, uh, to Psalm 16. Um, I'll read some of the verses in that. And that says, protect me, God, for I take refuge in you. I said to the Lord, you are my Lord. And then check this part out. It says, I have nothing good besides you. Mm. Even that part to me was a reminder that anything good that we have, and we have a lot that God has blessed us with, but that's all from God. Um, And then verse five, it says, Lord, you are my portion and my cup of blessing. You hold my future. So even that, just kind of looking at that, God's been faithful in the past. He's going to be faithful again. Um, and then verse seven, and this is David speaking here. It says, I will bless the Lord who counsels me. Even at night when my thoughts trouble me, mm-hmm. I always let the Lord guide me because he is at my right hand. I will not be shaken. <laughs> wow. So for me, that was just a reminder that God is in control. Um, he's holding my life. He's got it figured out. And um, that was a huge encouragement to me. And I kind of kept going back to that, um, that one time again. I love that part in the verse too, even at, my, even at night uh, when my thoughts trouble me. Um, he is at my right hand. Um, I think that's that's awesome. So that was one of them. And just real quick, another one. I know I've mentioned this the past few weeks during our online worship services, but those first, you know, first passage, first five or six verses in Revelation 21, mm-hmm. when God's talking about making all things new and how he's going to restore everything. Um, I keep going back to that too. Yeah. I just love that. love the image of our future home, um, what God promises to do. And we sang a song last Sunday, Mark and Meredith sang it, Sea of Victory which I think kind of goes, goes with the theme of that, that if we have Christ living inside us, we will see a victory 
um, through these things. And we've seen God do amazing things, you know, through scripture, all the stories in the Bible, how God has come through for his people. We've seen it in our own lives. We've seen it in our loved ones' lives. So God could decide to do, and he has done many things on earth now, but I just love that promise that he will eventually make all things new. No more tears, no more crying, no more pain. Um, he's going to wipe all that stuff away. Um, so just resting in that and trying to be secure in that um, has been my yeah. go-to. So good, man. That was great. Talk about a mic drop. Yeah, that's right. We should just pray <laughs> and be done. <laughs> so, Frank, next week, Jeremy's preaching and you're leading worship. Yeah. That, that'll keep the crowds down. <laughs> He's talking about me, by the way. He's definitely talking about me. <laughs> I do not blame you. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> I'm trying to be the encourager today. Come on. <laughs> All right. Somebody else. What else? What other scripture have you kind of been blown away by and anchored into the last couple of weeks? So I, Isaiah 41.10 comes to my mind. Mm -hmm. That's something that's really stuck with me. But specifically, Hebrews 10, um, 19 through 25 the idea of us, a call for us to persevere. Yeah. And one of my favorite words in the whole Bible is in verse uh, 24 that says, and let us consider, I'm uh, sorry, uh, 23, let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess for he who promised is faithful. Uh, I just think about God's faithfulness that even though when we think it's all falling apart, that he has it all completely in his hands and ready to go so that's that's the passage that i've pretty much read over every day for the last nine weeks so and that's the word of the day unswervingly unswervingly and patrick I cut you off sorry yeah man what are you gonna say patrick that's okay um we're on zoom so it happens and <laughs> it happens in real life too bill cuts me off all the time <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to try to keep this really concise. Um, so in my personal reading, I'm, I'm reading through the NIV, did like a, an interpretive. It's not even really a translation, but it's called the story. And so I've been reading through that in my own time. And then for youth group, we're tracking the big story of scripture. And we've been, we started back in September. Um, and so we've been in the exile time period. Um, and so that's kind of been interesting that <laughs> yeah. we're talking about Israel and exile and we're in some, you know, very, very, you know, I don't want to necessarily say it's the same thing because it's right. not, right. but we are in a type of an exile. Um, but the thing that uh, really stuck out to me is last night, actually, we did Nehemiah and coming back to Israel to rebuild the wall. And I, I think it, it's, it's encouraging, but it's kind of a, um, in a sense, like a warning encouragement, because in the end of Nehemiah in chapter 13, he basically finds out that even though they've rebuilt the temple, even though uh, Ezra has called people back to and reminded them of God's commands and the covenant that he made with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, uh, even though Nehemiah has come back to rebuild the wall and it's been rebuilt, the people are not worshiping God. They're working on the Sabbath. They're not honoring him. Um, and I guess the, the encouragement in there for me is when this is all said and done, am I going to continue 
in the things that God has taught me and brought me to through this time. It hasn't just been a quarantine stay at home for me. There's been a lot of things um, that God has awakened in my soul and reminded me of. Um, and one of those big things is being a dad, um, being a spiritual leader for my kids. And so when all of this is said and done, am I going to continue in those things? Um, and I think that's a, a encouragement slash warning. I think it goes out to everybody. Yeah. Um, so. Absolutely, man. That's great. That's great. All right, boys, closing it up here. You got 20 seconds to say something to the entire church body. <laughs> I know what mine is now. So what, what I had planned ahead of time is completely different than now, which is we have a date. We, we have it, May 24th. We have a date and I am still giddy over it. So, but uh, 20 seconds. So, so I'm just gonna, I'm gonna start slowly. Jason, you're going to be first. So you think quick, think quick. Get 20 seconds. Okay. 20 right, seconds. Jason, um, Jason wow. why don't you go first? So I go first. Okay. <laughs> um, I, I would just encourage everyone, you know, everything that we are a part of, we're a part of God's bigger picture, bigger plan. And this is an incredible opportunity. All these types of things that happen are just incredible opportunities for us to let our light shine and to be witnesses for Jesus. And so that, I mean, that, that's, that's what I would say that, you know, let's take what, the devil or the enemy makes for bad, and that's make it good for the yep. Lord, no matter what it is. Perfect. All right, Jeremy, you're up, man. Oh, man. I'm just I'm excited to see you guys um, next Sunday. And I think just going back to worshiping corporately together, I'm excited to sing, sing with you guys. And I know we're, we're going to be wearing masks. I'm assuming we are. Are we? Yeah. I'm going to ask Mark. <laughs> yeah, thanks. I'm asking you, yeah. <laughs> just cut like a hole in it, stick your lips through it. <laughs> Uh, I'm just excited to worship God with you guys and looking forward to that very much. Missed it so much. Patrick. Uh, I would just go along with kind of what I just said, you know, take some time. I know we've been at home, we've had time, but take time to really process what God's been working in you through this time. And don't go back to pre quarantine, whoever yourself, right? See what God has been working in you and, and keep that going. Keep, um, that moving forward unswervingly unswervingly that's perfect <laughs> perfect all right bill i'm going to piggyback on what patrick said it's two things that stood out to me be content in what god has given us and be intentional in what you're going to do moving forward mm-hmm. those are the two things that have stood out to me for the last nine weeks good all right mark so i'm gonna have you finish it up and then why don't you close us in prayer too okay awesome um I, I had an opportunity to kind of think about this question a little bit ahead of time, but what I, what I came to was something that our community group talked about a few weeks back, and it comes down to what you feed grows. Um, and I think in this time that we've all been home, you can feed on so many different things. Like if you're literally sitting there watching CNN all day long, then you're going to be like, it's going to keep going and going and going. Um, just different scenarios like that. Um, if you're watching bad Netflix shows all the time, then your mind's going to wander and go places it shouldn't go. Right. Um, but I think I I'll read this first that I, that I grabbed and we've talked about it. Matthew 6, 31 to 33. Do not worry saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear for the pagans run after all these things. And your heavenly father knows that you need them, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness 
and all these things will be given unto you. And I think we have the awesome opportunity. We have some extra time right now, right? We're not commuting. We're not doing all these crazy things. So intentionally spend time with him, um, with God. Spend quality time. Uh, this is the time to get in good rhythms. This is the time to make all that stuff happen. And I think, honestly, um, that can be hard because without a schedule, it can be harder. But that's what I would say. What you feed grows. So if you're feeding your spiritual life, it's going to grow. And if you're feeding anxiety, it's going to grow. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. This has been really cool. I don't know about you guys, but it's been really cool. Um, yeah, I, I, I'll say it too. These guys on this call are like my best friends. This is an amazing group of guys um, to be with all the time. So uh, it's been really cool to do this. So let's, let's pray and close it out. Thanks, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everybody down no, <laughs> All right, let's pray. Thanks, Lord, um, for today. Thank you for this opportunity that we got to come together and talk through these different things, the things we've learned, scriptures that have stood out to us, um, the ways that you're moving in our church and in our own lives. And uh, Lord, as we start to get excited about gathering together again, for many of us, some of us won't be able to come right away, but many of us being able to gather, Lord, um, I just pray that you would help us not to forget the things that you've taught us in this time. Um, Lord, as a congregation, you are moving and you're teaching everybody different things. Lord, help us to be aware of those and to make changes in our life so that we can look more like you and people will literally say, What's different about that person? <laughs> um, Lord, we love you. We know you're in control. We're excited uh, to be together soon. And we're excited. I'm excited. We're all excited about what you're doing in this time frame. Yeah. It's in the mighty, powerful, wonderful name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Amen.